everyone. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to Pretty Not Bad, a creatives podcast. And today we have a very special guest. Her name is Gloria Huang. Yeah, right? you got Am it. Right? Yeah, right? You got it. She started Thousand Helmets. You guys should check it out. How's it going? It's going good, <laughs> Pat. <laughs> what time did you wake up today? <laughs> I woke I wake up every day at like 7 or 6.40, but yeah. I can't stop myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like even if you go to bed really late, I'll wake up Just like, at like 6.40. Oh, yeah, yeah, in between yeah, yeah, those yeah. times, 6.40 and 7, and you're like, every time I go to bed late, I'm like, ugh, I'm, I'm like frustrated with myself because yeah. I know in the morning I'll like pay for it. I'm the same way. I actually woke up today at 5. I feel like that's your thing though. You like wake up early. I don't know what's going on with me. This is... I feel like that's constant with you, though. Like, I wake you up. Always at, wake up early. I sleep around eleven or twelve. That's another thing. You just don't need sleep like a no, normal I do, person. I do need sleep. <laughs> like, so I've been listening to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and it was I've a, seen that. It's yeah. like this episode. They were talking about dreams, mm-hmm. and the guy recommended seven to nine hours of sleep a night. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. didn't know that. I'm like, wait, I'm liking five. They're like, it. He was just saying like it's gonna keep catching up and you're gonna feel the effects but he says it's so detrimental he says like uh if you don't have enough sleep Mm -hmm. your performance for the day is 30 20 to 30 percent lower i told i can feel it lower (laughs) (laughs) i can feel that 20 30 do you feel like you had enough sleep or no no and i can feel myself 20 percent worse than i normally am so sorry about that (laughs) i tried to go to bed i don't know that's good so yeah i wanted to talk about thousand a little bit and this is just like for the audience to know yeah totally. like where did you get the name thousand helmets from yeah i'll tell you the story so thousand started back in 2014 2015 actually pat was our photographer our kickstarter launch and that's how we met um <laughs> we met through danny blanton yeah we did shout out to danny blanton <laughs> whoop, whoop. um but basically the story was like i was a longtime biker in los angeles Never wore a bike helmet. Um, if I'm honest, I just thought they looked kind of dorky. Yeah. But I bike feel like helmets most people, are dorky. I mean, like, that's, like, <laughs> what they're known for. Yeah. <laughs> um, my kind of, like, a, actually a friend and a mentor of mine passed away from a bad cycling accident in New York City. Wasn't wearing a bike helmet. And it was a head-first injury. Um, so after that whole incident, I was just like, man, I need to wear a bike helmet uh, just to be responsible for myself and the people around me. Yeah. And I went into the market to try to find something I liked, and I found things that were, like, passable. Um, but I never ended up wearing them. If anything, I think I just biked less and less because I didn't want to be unsafe, but I also didn't want to wear a bike helmet. Yeah. So, like, that was where the idea of Thousand came from. I was like, man, if you make a bike helmet people want to wear, you can help save a lot of lives. But more than that, you can encourage cycling within cities because one of the number one reasons people don't want a bike is they don't want to be – basically, they, they don't want to be unsafe. Right. So – that was the concept. And then you just decided to do it. I mean, yeah. What? <laughs> I just did. What pushed you? What yeah. else like pushed you to continue to like, you know what? This is This is what, what I'm going to do. do. Yeah. I was like applying to so I was at a point so before 1000 I worked at Tom's just doing the corporate Tom thing. Shoes. Yeah, Tom shoes uh-huh. doing the corporate thing for like 5 years. Yeah. And like I had asked myself a question at like year 3, which was is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? And like, I was like, no, <laughs> I feel like, no hesitation. I feel like you asked that, like I asked that question to myself yeah. every year. Do you? Yeah. And do you always, for like, do I want to do photography or do I want to be a freelancer? Okay. To be on the real? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like, 
I, j- I just turned 30, mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, I feel you. I, I, I'm <laughs> asking myself, do I want to do photography for the rest of my mm. life? Back, like, five years ago, I was like, yes, I want to do this yeah. for the rest of my life. But since I hit 30, I'm like, do I want to do it again? Mm. So, I'm, so every year, for some reason, I keep saying, like, okay, I want to give it one more year. Yeah. I want to give it one more year and see where I'm at. And so far, I'm still I'm still doing it, you know? Yeah. I don't know how I got to this point. Uh-huh. And whatever it took me to get to this point was all trial and error. Mm-hmm. There's like a bunch of other photographers out there. Yeah. We all have our own level. Mm-hmm. And it's like an unspoken word. Okay, maybe this person is doing portraits too. Mm-hmm. Where their business is at, mm-hmm. is a, is, that's a, a different story. Oh, so know? like the fact that you're able to be an independent photographer, like performing at the level you're performing at. Right. And doing like portraits, which is like not a big industry. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and on your own. Like doing yeah, it on totally. Your own. That's, that's always the scariest thing. Yeah. It's like doing things on your own. And making sure that I don't know that you're doing every single thing right you know yeah <laughs> but like but then again it's who like is? I don't know if anyone's ever doing anything right like I think the, the strength about <laughs> we have the same strength which is like we both really care a lot about what we're doing yeah and we both work really hard do you think that's all that matters too no Sadly, there's more huh I think there's more I think so too yeah, yeah. for the longest time I thought like just like really passionate people and people who worked really hard and that's all it took. Yeah. And like watching, honestly, this past year was like super humbling because watching businesses close that like I was friends with, the entrepreneurs, like for me, I'm like, they're really passionate, they're hardworking, they're going to make it. And watching those businesses close this year, I was like, so there's something else. It's not just that. Also very lucky at the same time that like you get to do what you're doing with the people you're doing with. Right. When like that could have been you too if like, timing was off or oh for just sure didn't have the resources or something like that like so you think it's you think there's luck involved in timing i think you think there's a little bit of that i think there is i, I, th- I, <laughs> I think <laughs> I for say, sure yeah but i also think one thing that i don't know if you feel the same way is i also think there's also a lot of humility involved in like getting to a certain level like, I know we're both types of people who, like, we just don't think we know everything and we're willing to ask questions and we're willing to take advice and, like, be yeah. very humble in that process to try to get to the next level. But, like, I would say not all entrepreneurs I meet at, are like that. And the ones that probably, for me, the ones, one thing I saw for the ones that weren't succeeding is, like, they weren't willing to ask for help and they weren't willing to ask, like, they weren't willing to believe that what they knew could not be true. And like, that's this is like an a, eye opener. Do you know what I mean? That's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a blind spot. Like if you say something to me, I'm like, yeah, it could be. Like, right. I won't, I won't, I won't throw it out until I try to test it and you make decisions. But like even feeling unsure, I think is almost a good thing sometimes because it means like you're not overconfident and you're not like discounting yeah. another perspective. If that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. You have employees now. Yeah. So when I first met you, yeah. you it was just you. Yeah, just me hustling, and making everything myself. Just seeing you work hard every single day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I bet she can't wait till she has people to help her out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now, do you still feel like you're still working just as hard? I think even I'm, when you have... Yeah, I think I'm working harder. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how many employees do you have now? We have seven now. Have seven um, now? So we're still a small team. But like the work has changed in the sense that... When you're working by yourself, you're just doing everything tactically by yourself. And you're just, you're like the implementer and the visionary. And you have to do both really well. 
And like, as you start hiring people out, you have to be basically, you stop being the implementer and you stop, start being the manager. Right. And then you have to also be a visionary. How I, is that for you? Is I that, don't like being a manager. Do you like being visionary though? I think I'm better at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like just naturally, I, I think I love ideas and I want to see how things develop and like, I want to change things in the world. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say like I'm good at it, but I really like it. Right, right, right. And being a manager, I know I don't like it, <laughs> but anyone, on, I would tell anyone on my team that because like, you just need to, you just want them to do their thing and I get like, work done. I like, um, I don't like hierarchy a lot. So for me, yeah. it's like, it's unnatural to, I really love being collaborative as peers and I really love people coming up with ideas and we're just kind of, kind of guiding something together. But like, that's not kind of possible as you grow. Like as you grow, it's like, right. There has uh, to be, dele- you got to delegate and you got to. And like on a photography set, it's the same way I, yeah. I oh, I always see that with, about you. <laughs> yeah. So there's like, a, there's a producer on set. There's a photo assistant. There's like a couple photo assistants. There's a digital technician. There's art directors, mm-hmm. creative directors on set. And sometimes you feel this hierarchy. Yeah. And you're like, no, like we're all trying to take the same picture. Totally. And we're, we're all working as a team. So whenever I'm on set, Mm -hmm. I try to lighten the situation. Even my photo assistants too. They're just as important as my role. Yep. Without them, I'm not able to get everything done on time. I feel the same way. Yeah. And without uh, like an art director, I'm not able to... Brennan. Yeah. Like Brennan. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like he, whenever he's on set helping me out, this is so much better than me shooting helmets by myself. Yeah. You know, he spent the time to actually look and feel out what the company needs. Yep. And what looks good. Mm -hmm. And he helps me shape like the picture. Totally. Rather than me just shaping the picture, giving it to you guys. And you're like, oh, wait, actually, I don't think it's going to work with our people. Totally. Because you can only do like, basically you're devoting half time to each. You're like devoting half time to taking pictures and half time to like, what's the concept and yeah. like what's their goals yeah so it's good to have at the same time too it's like having an art director and a creative director your photo assistants are afraid to talk to these people because maybe they don't have like the pedigree or whatnot yeah. but i feel like no matter what we all start somewhere mm-hmm. so it's good to just like help each other out and then make totally. it work you know yeah totally so and i, I bet you that's how it is at your work too like yeah I see you, so i've been to your headquarters yeah and I see you like walking around, leaving your keys everywhere. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it's my house. <laughs> like it's your house, yeah. so it's cool. You're so transparent with how you work and your environment, where everyone knows you for who you are, and that's what that's what I like about Thousand. Yeah, everyone is there to working as a team. Totally, and I think that's that's what's good about working in a in smaller sets of people. Yeah, like smaller groups, everyone gets to know each other better. Totally, rather than having a hundred people. Mm-hmm. And like you guys trying to figure out this one vision, it gets, it does get muddy. Yeah. But I, I know you know this too. It's like, even with a small group of people, you have to cultivate that type of collaboration. Yeah. Like there needs to be a leader still for yeah. sure. Yeah, But even like, not even a leader in the traditional sense, but like leaders set the tone of like how you work together. So like, I feel like we're very team oriented and we're very like one of our core values as thousand is just, it is humility. Yeah. There's no ego. Like best outcomes win right and like in order to get everyone to think that same way because people have their own baggage and they've come from different companies or they think like bosses and hierarchy and shoots have to go one way or companies have to go one way right i think you always have to set the tone of like this is how we operate we're all transparent with each other we're all working towards the best outcomes 
So like, and there's no ego. Like for me, I would, if we needed just to pack boxes all day, cause we have a big shipment going out. Yeah. Like, you'd, you guys just yeah, pack boxes. First yeah. one down to the warehouse. Like that's just what you do. So again, like it's also like, I'm learning. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm learning. I've been doing everything on my own. Yeah. So maybe having some help would be good. Yeah. It's just a matter of tr- like trusting the mm. next person. I, f- I feel like the dynamic of being a photographer and, yeah. making, and trusting someone editing your work mm-hmm. to give like the same type of performance that you would do for every client, you know? Yeah. Like I, I want that to stay. Got it. And for me to do it on my own, I feel like I can give the same type of performance from to one client to the other. Yeah. But having someone else tap in, I, I get so worried about that. And ha- yeah. I'm trying to break off mm-hmm. feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the year where I'm like, okay, maybe I'm, gonna I it. am going to start doing something like this. At least test it out. You mm-hmm. know, is that how you started too? Like you, you oh, tried it out sure. for a second and then if you didn't like it or liked it, you just, you kept going with it. You know what it is? Um, you might find, I think you'll find it too. Like when you give someone else your vision and what you want to do, they won't do it a hundred percent exactly like you would do it. And I think you just have, you learn kind of to understand when it's really important and to say, hey, we really need to do it like this. And when it's like also like, I'm just going to give this person space to see yeah. where they go with this and maybe the outcome is better. So like I've learned that a lot where it's like hard for me. Now I don't do any. It's like hard for you to let go a little bit. Yeah, because at this point I don't do any of the, like, the the true brand work around Thousand anymore. Yeah. Like don't do the photography, the copywriting or the website. Basically, again, our art director or creative director now, Brennan, like, concepts it all out he kind of directs all of the vendors or like employees to kind of get things done and like for me sometimes when i see how things are going i'm like i would not do that (laughs) but i also know it's important for brennan to have creative freedom right and but also to push something farther than maybe i was thinking so like i think working with other people you naturally have to let go like a little bit of your perfectionism and just to say hey, there's a possibility and maybe a strong possibility this person is going to potentially contribute something or do something better than I can do it. But then like also know the times where you have to be like, hey, this is also the vision. Like let's let's massage it back to this in the context of where you're trying to go. Like there's a balance. Yeah, there's a balance. But like... Just like with anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you learn that like to be less... um, you, You will understand like you don't have to be 100% precious with everything. Yeah. Like, there are really important things to be precious with and to hold tight and just to not let go on. But, like, if you're precious with everything, like, you're just going to burn yourself out because, like, you're not going to delegate to anyone. You're just going to, like, hoard it all. That's something <laughs> that so I also learned this year, too. Like, I learned that I, in, in this industry, you have to be nimble. I've learned to just, like... Just like what you're saying, like sometimes you got to let go just a little bit. Yeah. Because I feel like that gives you flexibility mm-hmm. to, to see other things coming in. Totally. That, that's that been happening to me all year. Like yeah. This year, I, I took a step back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like I wanted to still do podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm doing this now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, there's so many other creative things that I want to do, but mm-hmm. still like keep photography like my main thing. Totally. This is a this is a learning process. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I'm not. <laughs> I have got advisors and mentors who like I struggle with some of this stuff. And every, I was meeting with an advisor last week, and I was like, 
I've become such a better man. Like again, I don't like being a manager, but yeah. I was talking to him like I've become such a better manager because I've been ha- I've been struggling with like what to do for so often, and like I've really had to think things through. I've, I've had to be a better communicator just because things are hard. So. Right, confronting someone one on one that sucks. Those yeah. are those are the hardest. Yeah. And sometimes you you go through that with clients, or sometimes you go th- through that with coworkers. Totally. So I totally get it. It's and that's why it's like that's I I think that's the hardest part about being a manager too. Yeah, I mean a creative too. Like you you're in a position where like you're having to potentially give bad news to clients, which is hard. So like, how yep. do you manage expectations? Sometimes like they want, it's like they want so many things, mm-hmm. and then you you're like, okay, we can do this. Yeah. And then down the line, they want more. Mm-hmm. And you tell them that you can't do that. You yeah. know, that like we already set, we already set our goals. Yeah. There's, we can't like change them again unless mm-hmm. like we start something new. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just don't like hearing that. Yeah. Some things aren't worth it. Yeah. I've learned that too. I used to take in all the clients that I can take, but now it's more along the lines of taking the people that I want to work with. Mm-hmm. And making sure that uh, that when I work with these people, they're not only um, like you know getting fulfilled by getting paid and whatnot, yeah, but like actually like self fulfillment is mm-hmm. is the new like thing for me now. Totally. So I'm trying to push more towards that feeling feeling more in that way. Like, have you ever heard of the book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? I've heard of it. You've heard of it? Yeah. It's so good. Okay. I think that's also what triggered me to just be more laxed about things mm-hmm. because I used to stress myself out with work every day. Like you, you hear me call, like I call you yeah. Yeah, every yeah. now and then saying like, Hey, like I want to do this shoot with you, but I can't cause totally, yeah. my, my schedule is so bad right now. Yeah. Sometimes. But now I'm like making way to do other, like to mm-hmm. do normal things. Ooh, that's a good one. And just like how you're talking to me about mm-hmm. Westworld, like I should make more time for Westworld. Yeah, I we should all make should. more time to watch Game of Thrones again. Yeah, you we know? all should. And giving yourself that time to relax shows that there's more to life mm-hmm. than just working. And I think I yeah. pushed myself towards working mm-hmm. the entire time. I I lost like the other side of me. Totally. And I think in order to be a good worker, you definitely need to have some good relaxed time. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm really glad you learned that. I'm really, <laughs> I'm still trying to learn it, if I'm yeah. honest. I just feel... Well, I mean, you are like, you are a busy person and people need, people need to talk to you and people need mm-hmm. your insight, which is good. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, sometimes it's good to be a little bit selfish yeah, because I think you I are human it, for sure. Sometimes I, I, I don't know. I burn myself out really fast mm-hmm, because I work really hard, and then I realize I'll have these like crazy downers mm-hmm. for like, hey, I can't talk to anybody for for three days, four days. Are you an introvert? I'm I'm such an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a total introvert, but that's what this podcast is about. Okay, it's it's not only to you know talk to an audience, but mm-hmm. it's. I get stage fright too. I, I know that about you and I... Yeah, I have a hard time talking to people. You don't. I think you just like in like, context of like... Right, like if I'm put under pressure, mm-hmm. okay. it's, it's hard to talk. Talking to you in front of a mic, mm-hmm. I don't feel 100% myself yet. Yeah. It's almost there, but it's still kind of weird. I get that. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I mean, I'm a... Have you heard of the term omnivert? What's that? So it's like... Actually, Matt Clough, our friend Matt Clough told me this, that he's an omnivore. Because I was like, 
because for me matt is you're like introvert or extrovert it's like both or in the middle yeah yeah, just depending on the situation, you can switch it on or you can switch it off. He considers Shout himself out to an, Matt. <laughs> he considers himself an omnivert, but like Matt and I are pretty good friends. So like I see him when he is just in, like we're again we're both entrepreneurs. So like we usually come to each other when there's like bad things happening. So I yeah. see him as introverted, where he's just like I would like to not talk to anyone and just lay here on this couch. And I'm like, great. I would like to lay in my bedroom and not talk to you. <laughs> so Matt, I'll come out in two hours. For those who do not know, Matt started a bag company called Stone and Cloth. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he's up to now. He actually. Then he started a marketplace called Jonesy. Jonesy. And I think he's taking a break from all that now to work at LinkedIn. And Oh. But he's, he's like us in terms of like he's always trying to figure out what he's going to do next. Yeah. So I'd like to see what he's going to do next. Do you plan on doing anything else outside a thousand like have you asked yourself that question already yeah i get really restless i love to launch stuff like Uh that's my that's my sweet spot that's your heart and soul yeah yeah yeah. that's what i know i'm good at and i really like it and i get excited about um so honestly it takes a lot for me sometimes not to do other things like when people talk about creative projects they want to do or like some sort of like venture they want to start out on like i'll immediately start jumping in with ideas and how we could do it and then i'll be like oh no no no, i can't do this but you should do this and right. tell me about it so like yeah i mean post thousand if there's a post thousand i mean i want to do i always when i'm really tired sometimes i'm like oh i'm not gonna do anything for like five years after a thousand yeah but i don't think honestly i think i won't do anything for like a month and then i'll be like all right what's what am I going to do next? I've learned a month is a good time off. Yeah, I think so. Even though we're like, oh yeah, a good year. You yeah. Know? We I, think I th- a year is enough. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes two weeks is enough too. That's the thing. Right? I think sometimes, I think it, yeah. It, well, it depends on the person, I guess. Yeah. Two weeks is, honestly, two weeks. Sometimes I'm like, I was sick with like the flu earlier this year and I couldn't go to work or go to the office for like a week and a half. And right. I was just going crazy. I was just like. Was it the time when we did our shoot? Yeah, that's that was it. So I was sick during that time. But you were traveling everywhere. You went. Yeah, I was traveling a lot too. That's crazy. But I was, and I think I got myself sick. And even that day, I I came to the shoot. I had a fever that day, but I was like, I gotta do stuff. Do you think that? I think I don't know how to super take care of myself well. Yeah. Like I don't know when burnout is, or I don't know when like. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I have more like more determination than I have actual like physical strength. For sure. <laughs> so just to let the people know too, we do work a lot. Yeah. And this is to show everyone that we're all human too. Totally. And yeah, we all work really hard and we still we're still doing things the wrong way. Totally. But yeah. we're still doing it. Yeah. Like I think that's like one of the biggest things for me to I think consistency is super important. Yeah. Making sure that if you are committed to do something, you should keep doing it mm-hmm. even if the, the struggle is definitely going to sure, be there totally, for sure totally there's no easier way to get things done yeah you just got to get it done and sometimes you get tired <laughs> and sometimes you got to push through that yeah but there will be downtimes. if not i don't know like i said i for made sure. i'm starting to make way for downtimes mm-hmm. now like having more of my weekend mm-hmm. i used to work every single weekend oh, i know but now i need to go just like watch tv or read a book yeah. This Have you been really reading good. any books lately? I'm reading a really good one right now um, called Tribes. Tribes. By Seth Godin. It's 
someone has like recommended it to me fiercely. So I was like, <laughs> all right, cool. You, you've like you, told me this twice already. What's, what's it about? It's about how the old model of like business in terms of just focusing on price and product like specs is like dead. Like business is cranking out products like factories yeah. in terms of just like not really caring about building community or anything like that is just the old way of doing things. And then it's now better to like have just a niche, even a niche brand with like a thousand people following you than it is to have like mass distribution like around the country. Cause at the end of the day, like people, the way they're shopping now is more about loyalty and engagement and mm-hmm. like having brands you love and defend versus brands like you're like, oh, I know that brand that exists. Yeah. Um, Cause you see what happens to these brands these days, like mm-hmm. they don't build brand loyalty. United, Delta, all these guys, you know, they just get. Right. It's a super interesting book. Not even super interesting. It's like a book I know it's exactly right. Did you finish it yet? Yeah, I, I just finished it on the on um, last night. But it's, it was such a great book because, like, again, like, running a business now, like, I think I get sucked into management so much. Yeah. And, they, and this book was straight out, like, don't be a manager. <laughs> like, don't, like, managers, like, just keep things steady and watch for the bottom line. He's like, don't be a manager. Be, like, a heretic. Be a leader. Come up with ideas in a different path. And I'm like, yeah, totally. That's why Thousand started, and that's why we were successful. Like, I think that's my next book. You, I think you'd really like you, it. You should read uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Okay. It's already in the name, you know? Yeah. There's only so much fucks you can give. Totally. And instead of always looking for happiness, mm-hmm. you got to remove things that are not good for you. You know, yeah, because the, the happiness comes naturally. Mm-hmm. So the more you can, the more of the negatives that you can take out, positives just gonna naturally like flow in. I like those. That, that yeah. like fills in the blank. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, you should, you should go ahead okay. and read that, and then you're gonna be like, ah, oh. you're gonna start relating things to what you're doing now. Totally. And then you're like, oh, I need more sleep. Yeah. And then you realize I should just sleep. <laughs> you know, like don't care, like just get your sleep yeah like do it and time is just ticking so it sounds like a good book for perfectionists for people to be like hey just like take a knee yep i'm always that i'm always that person like okay this picture is not done yet Mm -hmm. let me fix it up a little bit more yep and then i realize like it's past the deadline already Mm -hmm. and i'm still like working on it Mm -hmm. but in reality i should just put it out yeah Maybe like some people don't even see the imperfections that you see. Oh, totally. So you get you get caught in your own head mm-hmm. and you start thinking about like what other people think about what you've just made. Yeah. And that brings you into this spiral of mm-hmm. negativity. Yeah. But in reality, you don't even need to think about that. Yeah, totally. I, th- I, I will say I feel like I've done a better job at it yeah. in the past couple of years. And mine not giving a fuck is just kind of being tired. <laughs> just yeah. Like, I'm like, I've done what I can do here. Yeah. I've done my best and I'm I'm just letting it go. No, that's good. You did a Yellow Conference recently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did how, a panel How was that? It was good. It yeah. was, um, I've been doing more like women stuff lately, like women leadership things. You had three or four talks already or more? Like this year so far? Yeah. Yeah, I've been, again, I've been trying to do a better job. You, of you like, have like a tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this year I've been, I've had a, busier speaking schedule Mm -hmm. and more so because i'm actually like saying yes yeah um in the past i was just kind of like honestly like i did it like in the past i kind of just did it because like i like 
someone asked me to do it and I did it and like I didn't prepare too much because it wasn't my kind of deal and I didn't like it so like nothing was coming from it because like I didn't prepare I didn't really care about it and my com- like my talks like kind of showed I didn't care because yeah. I didn't put too much work into them basically and I think this year I'm trying to I, I guess I've had I've done a lot more speaking things because every time someone will hear me speak at something else and they'll be like hey can you speak at my thing and then that person right. will be like hey can you speak at my thing so I'm also just trying to be a better public speaker. So instead of just like You're doing really, the whole I like, like I don't really care good at thing, it. I'm just going to get away from it. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually just like, okay, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to just be better at this because I don't like it now. So I'm just, I'm going to do it enough so I'm like, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> Is that the goal? I can't tell you how many things I've turned down. How many? You turned down a lot. I turned down a lot of public mm-hmm. speaking. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you should do it. What? What's your way of like getting over that fear? I think it's just like, and it's not even fear. It's like my brain just goes blank. I don't, I can't even explain it. Like when you get up on stage, you get up on stage and you're about to talk. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to just like put this in an, into like perspective. Mm -hmm. Like I would be on stage and here I am thinking about what I look like Mm -hmm. in front of people. And then I start thinking about what I need to say Mm -hmm. to a point where it's like, I can't talk anymore. Yeah. You know, no, I know. I'm still thinking about that. And then. For some reason, I have other thoughts that are in my in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting. I want to say these things, but I'm trying to figure out a way to get to totally. what I want to say. Yeah. So I I put I pigeonhole myself. Yeah. Into these scenarios. Hmm. I so know I'm what like, you're talking oh, about, like, though. Oh yeah, I need to talk about my. I mm-hmm. need a, in, I need a good intro, mm-hmm. and then I need to make sure that these people are getting mm-hmm. a nice takeaway from this talk. Sure. So I'm I'm always like putting that in my head. Yeah. At the same time, we're all human. I keep totally. thinking that too. We're all mm-hmm. human. And it's weird saying, like being up there trying to help them out when mm-hmm. in reality, like, oh, you're just like them. You yeah, know? totally. So, I, so I've been learning more and more to just like start doing them more too. Yeah. But uh, it's still tough. It's still tough. So yeah, like gaining courage to just do it. Just like you starting a business, mm-hmm. how are you able to speak in front of a bunch of people? I think it's the same thing maybe you do. Like, I just always say, if I know it's good, I'll just say yes. Like, if it's good for the business, I'll just say yes. And yeah. then, like, a week before a conference where I have to give a talk or something like that, I'm like, oh, can't believe I said <laughs> yes. I would like doing panels for that reason. Do you still like, get nervous? Uh, not really anymore. Whoa. But again, it's just like, cause like, how do you calm that side down? Like not be nervous about talking in front repetition. of people. And I think that thing of going, your, your mind going blank too, that used to happen to me too. Yeah. But it's like, you also do enough of these things. You just learn like, this is, oh, this is just like, this is just what it is. It's not as, it's not as crazy as you think it's going to be. And I think another thing is like, <laughs> one thing that helped me kind of is like, I always went in super at the beginning of when I was doing it, I always went in super like prepared where yeah. I would like practice questions and answers in my head and like I'd really rehearse everything down to the dollar now I prepare to a certain point I don't over prepare so I don't psych myself out I I feel like I'm I'm better when I don't my first talks I like had like my I could do timing and pauses and like I practiced my answers (laughs) for Q&A yeah and like I was like unnatural (laughs) like very robotic because like I didn't leave room for humans to ask me real things but now that I kind of like, I prepare and I know my outlines and I kind of understand how to do public speaking better, like cadence and tone and all that stuff. Now I just kind of let myself 
stand up there afterwards if there's a Q&A and just answering honestly like I would talk to you. Right. But it took me a while to get there. Like I would say I had to do like five or six and then I'm like, oh, okay, this is not scary and not crazy. You can just kind of like spitball if you want to. Yeah. I find it very difficult talking about yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. So if I'm... If I'm giving advice, that's one mm-hmm. thing. But talking about, you know, what I've done in the past, yeah. I, I've never been good at it. I know, me either. I've Everyone's like, oh, yeah, like meet my buddy Patrick. Mm-hmm. He shoots uh, really good photos. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Patrick, what'd you do? who'd you shoot for in the past? And I like blank out. Yeah. <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. I don't know. You're like, like a thousand. I take, I take <laughs> yeah. pictures for people, you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what do you do? Like shoot portraits yeah but it's like nothing more than that so people why do you think you do that i i don't know i think it's because i do a lot of things just for me Mm -hmm. but like when i do things for me it shows better i'm trying to learn whenever i work with clients i need to put that middle ground there Mm -hmm. like i'm i want to i'm shooting for the client so that they i can get the best picture for them Mm -hmm. but at the same time i want to start pushing myself towards i want to start shooting and making it so good for us yeah i think there's only certain clients that you can actually do that Mm with i'm learning more on who i want to work with yeah i think that's so important totally just to place yourself in this like at least for me in my photography industry yeah you know yeah and i think i don't know does that speak to to you guys too like you want the helmet to work for everyone yeah but at the same time it's like you really want people who are hyped about it you really want them to just like own it totally i mean if we had made the helmet for everyone so in the beginning everyone wanted me to do like put make a helmet with bluetooth make a helmet that had like vents all over the place and like for me i'm like a bluetooth helmet (laughs) yeah i mean they're they're actually popular bluetooth helmets and like blinking lights and stuff like that they're really popular and they're again i get the purpose but like i always thought that's not something that's the whole reason i didn't wear a helmet i'm like i just want something really simple functional functional and um, good looking yeah just like really design focused and in a sense like knowing my goal and knowing my customer and just like very like saying i'm i'm willing to leave the majority on the table if it means like a thousand people two thousand people ten thousand people every year will love our helmets right and like I'd rather build that business with a lot of loyalty than like build a business where, you know, I just have a product line or a product skew for every single customer across the universe. For me, it was I better. gotta read that book now. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it goes I'm back speaking to Seth. That, yeah, huh? I'm speaking Seth Godin. Yeah, yeah, gospel yeah. right now, but it's also how we hire too. Like um, employees, people we've we've had like who interview for us like have like awesome resumes and yeah. they like seem like they could do the job really well. But like if you could tell they don't care about like our mission or they don't like embody your values, no matter how good I think they'd be at the job, we probably just wouldn't hire them just right. because like you'd rather have the person who's who just really cares about what you're doing and who's willing to like, because I think this the thing is like the people who really care and the people who want to make something great together in the bad times will help you shovel it out yeah they will help you dig out yourself out of the hole like we're, we're all digging together and the people who just wanted to be there because i don't know there's equity or like they like the idea of a startup or it's like you know a cool fashion or design thing like those are the people that won't right. double down those are the people that i'll start looking for other jobs so that's so perfect because mm-hmm. i feel like that's how it is with photography too yeah there's so many photographers out there that are doing it for the money yep or they're doing it to become famous or they're doing it to you know like find it 
find a boyfriend or find mm-hmm. a girlfriend. They're doing it for like the wrong reasons. Totally. You know, and I think the photographers that are doing a good job are doing it for because of passion. Totally. You know? Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. I mean, as a photographer, <laughs> even for you, like yeah. when I see you, like you are so interested in light and like understanding techniques. And again, like when I see you work, I'm like, you just love photography and you love like what you're able to do with the camera. Yeah. And like some photographers I talk to, you can tell they just like the idea of owning a business or they like the idea of just shooting for cool companies. But like you, I think you're genuinely just interested also like in your craft. Right. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. By the way, thank you. Sure. So, <laughs> uh, was that compliment hard for you to take? Yeah, it was really hard to take. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thanks. <laughs> so social media isn't my thing. Yeah. Like it's I mean, really not my thing. You know, I like mm-hmm. to take pictures and I just like shaping light mm-hmm. and I like looking at form and I like looking at making the, making objects or things look the best it could be. Totally. How should I push social media should i hire someone to help Hmm. me out yeah because once i do that it's how can i find the right person to resemble who i am online why is it important for you to do social media i think it's the the number one thing is to get my name out there Mm -hmm. that's all like i think but you're also like overflowing at work you know building a funnel to like have more business is not i would say it's not something you need necessarily because you're you're always like drowning i just think uh the best way the best way to be a successful freelancer mm-hmm. is um, is to have multiple sources and multiple incomes. Yeah. Like that's the only way uh, a successful freelancer would survive, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why I'm trying to tap into this social media network mm-hmm. so that I'm able to funnel in those people. Yeah. But still like have the other people who call me up mm-hmm. that I like have retainers with and also people who I am, like, people that are recommending me to yeah. them, you know? So I don't know how to handle all of it because mm-hmm. I'm so introverted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if someone were to tell me, hey, can I, can you take this picture? Mm-hmm. For sure, I'll totally yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, hey, can you take this picture and, like, put it on social media and mm-hmm. then write a caption for it? Mm-hmm. Nope, I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. I might not be the best person to ask because I'm like you, or I don't like social media and I don't want to be a public brand or yeah, like. But you find people who are good at it, right? You, I do, but like I will. We've talked about this before. Just like finding the right person, though. That's like, yeah, where do you find hard. those people? <laughs> you, Anyone out there? You do a lot of recruiting, <laughs> you recruit hard. But I will, I honestly, like, I'll still say the same thing about you that I say, like, because it super applies to tribes and what we were talking about. Yeah, like, it's just personal. Like, personal you brand. have built loyalty among so many clients that, like, they'll go back to you and they'll recommend you time and time again. And, and again, like, you're, you're, I think some people, some freelancers, some creatives have problems developing a funnel for work. Yeah. So they have to have like a behance or they have to have a large social media presence because they need a funnel to like kind of kind of push in work to them because they haven't cultivated like personal relationships and a strong client base. For sure. So I feel like that's that's why you kind of need some of those things. You need some, more of that top of funnel stuff. But you, on the other hand, have developed essentially a tribe where you have a great creative network. You have a great reputation in like the community. So people always just recommend you for stuff. To the point where, like, every time I talk to you, like, you don't need more work. Like, if anything, you're like, I had to turn down these clients. Yeah. Or, like, you even get to talk about, oh, I only want to work with a certain type of client. Like, 
that's a that's a sign that like you have more <laughs> options than most people. So, which, which like like I'm super super thankful, sure thankful for that. Yeah. And it, there's always that just because I'm a freelancer, there's mm-hmm. always that unknown yeah. in front of turning down a client. Like, mm-hmm. what if the next month you're not going to have any clients? Totally. You know. So yeah. that's why I'm always in this like I want to be a part of this other web. Mm-hmm. But I totally get it. Like maybe I did build this tribe. Yeah. And yeah, that that's so good. Yeah. I Thank, mean, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like I think it's like it is a testament to you and your work and like your love of the craft. Like definitely I know every time we work with you, I don't worry. Even if we don't have like a strong um, concept together or a schedule or like what yeah. we're going to shoot. I'm like, oh, I know Patrick's going to make it awesome. So like I don't worry. And, like, it's also why, like, I don't think we've ever worked with another photographer besides you. Just because, like, again, you've cultivated just by, like, who you are and, like, the way you, like, engage with people. But also just, like, your quality of work. Like, right. the fact that you, I would say, like, in all my time that I've known you, you've never really had to, like, struggle too much for clients. Got, you know, knock on wood, like, is a testament to, like, you've built a tribe. If you, if you want to do social media and stuff like that because you want to be a... um have a, a better like better personal brand then like yeah, yeah for sure but for sure i i to be honest i did struggle at one point yeah but i just don't i never showed that side yeah because i felt like that's the that's the energy that i didn't need to show totally. off you know i also think like struggle to you is relative or <laughs> <laughs> like you might be like anxious about it but like real potential struggle might be like you don't have enough to like pay like pay for rent or like, like pay for rent or food or like, mm-hmm. a, like I would say maybe like your cash flow wasn't good. Like in terms of gigs weren't like exactly where you needed it to be. Yeah. But like you, I wouldn't say you struggle to find clients. <laughs> if that's, that's if that true. Sense. That's true. Taxes this year though. Oh. The worst. <laughs> yeah. I died. Oh I died. Gosh, I'm, I'm, so I'm alive bad. now. I'm, I'm back to, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, I you died. Came, you I seriously from, died. Rose again. It was so, it's so bad. It was painful. Is it, was it painful on your end too? Yeah. It's pretty bad, huh? Yeah. Super painful. What was it? What hit us? (laughs) And that's what I mean. Like, how did I survive this? Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, luckily I, like I paid it all off already. Yeah. Which is good. But at the same time, it's like that really hurt. It was. It really hurt. (laughs) The the amount I had to give to, (laughs) to the IRS this year, I was just like. I might have made this as a salary at my first years of working. Right? Yeah. You're just like, this is... Because thousands um, an LLC, so the, the profits and the losses actually pass through me. So like... I had so many penalties. Did you? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, penalties? Yeah, I got penalized. Really? For what? Yeah. Uh, you don't have to say. So I didn't have insurance for like two months. Hmm. I got penalized for that. Really? Yeah. Every Like every month... That you don't have insurance. You get penalized. You get penalized for it. Guess how much? It's crazy. Like, it costs just as much as having insurance. Being penalized? So might as as well just have insurance. Okay. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe I'm doing all all these things the wrong way, you know? Which is fine. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm learning from it. Yeah, for sure. And it hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, and also, I had all my receipts and whatnot. Uh But I still... It still took a lot of time for mm-hmm. me to just like get through my taxes and I'm still, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like what would be the best way to do things. So I'm like, okay, am I going to do this another year or what? Mm-hmm. All these things. 
every they you know you ask your, you you keep asking yourself those types of questions like am i going to be able to handle another year yeah all right i'll be able to handle another <laughs> I'll, year i'll test it out let's see and i think it's just worth the risk yeah you know and i think that's what we live for totally so cuz can you still say like is there anything else you would rather be doing no i love what i do yeah that's you the know same like thing. i love what i yeah. do maybe i didn't handle my finances well mm-hmm. but you know what that like to me that's not what matters yeah. you know like it's it's there to supply me for me to do what i want to do mm-hmm. and that's all that that's there for totally so that's how much that's why i'm working so hard so mm-hmm. i can i can continue uh doing what i want to do yeah you know? yeah i'm so, with you another thing too seeing thousand grow yeah the past like couple years mm-hmm. that's so it's so bl- mind-blowing yeah, for me too sometimes. It's so mind-blowing. Yeah. You guys, what? You guys moved to another office now, right? Yeah. It's bigger? Bigger. You'll bigger, better? By. Yeah, bigger, better. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> I just remember uh, the, the Kickstarter that we did mm-hmm. together. I shot for it, and you're like, okay, I, we only need like this this amount. How much was it again? Uh, we needed $20,000. We needed $20,000, yeah. but how much did you guys make? Closer to a quarter of a million. See? That's so crazy. Totally. So that's how you that's how you know people need helmets. Like oh people, yeah. People really want helmets. Beyond that, the the mind blowing thing to people when I say that is like because raising that amount of money these days isn't a huge deal. But when I tell people we didn't do any paid marketing, like people that's are a like, different what? story. That's yeah. a different story because mm-hmm. we like. It was, I was like, oh, it was all organic traffic. People just shared this on Facebook a lot. <laughs> and like, people were like, are you kidding me? I'm like, yeah. So I didn't know how to market back then. Seeing people around San Francisco, mm-hmm. seeing people around Los Angeles, seeing people wearing the thousand helmets. Yeah, it's cool. It's so cool. Totally. We had a comment yesterday that Brendan was sharing with me that like, um, he posted something on our Instagram that was just like, I bought this helmet and I wear it all the time. It was something yeah. we call a thousand words where we do kind of like cut, like, te- like, um, customer pull quotes. Right. And like in the comments, he said like all these people were going back and forth of like, I, he's like, I tried to find a way to, he's like, I'm trying to justify wearing my helmet in the car. And another girl was like, I'm trying to find a way to wear the spin. Like <laughs> ever like our customers were just like joking back and forth with each yeah. other of like, them genuinely liking their helmets. So they're trying to find different ways to kind of like incorporate it into, like, oh, this is natural that I've walked into a restaurant with it on still. That should be our next shoot. Totally. <laughs> helmets in weird places. Yeah. Spin classes, Hel- hot not yoga. weird places, helmets in all places. Helmets in all places, <laughs> yeah. 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 That'd be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny, but at the same time, it would be, I don't know. Uh-oh, people are going to listen to this and they're going to take that idea. Patent that. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, we have more. Okay. But, so yeah. I've always had this question mm-hmm. in my head. Yeah. And I know that we're not the best people to answer this question, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I think we should still address it. Totally. But like, what do you think is the best way to not worry about work? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like if this is your your passion, your heart and soul, mm-hmm. and your life savings, you, this is it, you mm-hmm. know? what? How can you take a step back from that? And not worry so much about it. Just so you have sure. space to think about other things. I'm not, again, I'm not the best person <laughs> to ask about this. <laughs> but, so something that's kind of funny that we do at the office, but honestly, I think it's applicable to 
kind of like how you grow essentially. So I have a business partner named Amr who does our operations and finance and a lot of our manufacturing stuff. Amr and I at one point developed like a system where if either one of us are just really worried about something, the other person won't worry about it. So like, and I know that's funny, but like, I think that's, and it started out as a joke. Like we yeah. called it the burden of worry. So I was like, that's so good. Yeah, I was just like, Umar, it seems like you have the burden of worry right now. And I'm just going to let you run with that. I'm not even going to think about it. Yeah. And it kind of does apply to, again, growing a team. Whenever I see someone just really cares about something and I see they're really interested in making sure we get a good outcome and, but it's a problem right now Right. in my head, I'm like, I'm just going to let this person go for it. I will support them. I will help guide them if they need resources. But at the end of the day, like someone else has the ball, just let them run to the end zone. Yeah. It is, you know, that's good. That's what's good about uh, having a team. Yeah. No, we don't have the burden (laughs) of worry. We call it the, I call it the diversity of worry. (laughs) Like here, you can have this worry. I will take this one. Well, I'll spread it around. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I Team sports. St- startups are team sports. You know, one other thing I feel like that's been helpful for me, and I'm actually trying to be better at this, yeah. is understanding worry doesn't help the situation. It doesn't. Like, I sometimes think worry is tied to responsibility and being on it. But like, and like, I feel like sometimes I use worry as a way of pushing myself further. But like, you kind of do realize sometimes your worry is not like helping you think more clearly or be a better leader. Like your worry is just sometimes just stressing you out. So yeah, like, it's, it's a blockage for sure. Totally. So like being like someone told me I needed to be kind to myself. A good mentor was like, you need to be kind to yourself and like understand you can achieve the same outcomes and do the same amount of stuff without feeling like you have to put the world on your back. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've been really trying to like take to heart. I would yeah. say there are some things that are just not worth, like diving into yeah or like it's not helpful at the end of the day yeah like you're not helping yourself by worrying no that's good okay you know what we're gonna wrap this up let's wrap it up thank you yeah thank you again making this happen with what three four hours of sleep no thanks for having me this is fun (laughs) (laughs) 20 percent, you know yeah 20 percent. but you know what we did it we got through this was a lot of fun um, too. Thanks, Pat. So, where can people find y- you? Like, what's your website? Yeah, website is explorethousand.com. Yeah. That's all of our social handles. So, follow us, visit our website, shoot us a message just to say hey. Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Yeah. This is Gloria. She's the founder of Thousand and CEO. And we're out. By the way, this is uh, pretty not bad. Yeah. And. This is pretty not bad. This yeah. is pretty not bad. Yeah. The the track that you're listening to right now that's coming on, we we can't hear it, or Gloria can't hear it, but it's by Sky Tony. It feels like it'd be really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys later. And yeah, there's going to be another episode uh, next week. So stay tuned. Bye. Bye.